Hey, this is Ted Nugent. Hi, this is Jay Leno. Hi, everybody. This is David Hobbs. Hi, this is Bob Parshall. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Hi, this is Robert Yates. Hey, this is Lou Santiago. I'm John Forrest. Hey, this is Jack Roush. Hello, Florida. I'm Ken Squire. Hi, this is Etzel Ford. Hi, I'm Corky Coker. Hey, this is Dennis Gage. Hi, this is Sam Amolo. Hi, this is Janet Hi, I'm Bruce Cohn. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz. Hi, this is Dave McClellan. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock. Hi, this is Norm Kravowski. Hey, I'm Dave Despain. Hey, this is Wayne Carini. This is Bill Warner. Hey, I'm Steve Bignanti. This is Kevin Bird. This is Arlen Ness. This is Ed Justice Jr. Hi, I'm Casey Jones. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. I'm Richard Hutchins. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan. Hi, I'm Bob Bondron. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Strange. This is Daryl Starbird. Hi, this is Fort Hickok. Hi, this is Ed Skandarian here. This is Robin Miller. Hey, Sports fans, this is Peter Brock here. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years experience with classic, vintage sport and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. As for a lot of people my age, you can't remember a time before the Batmobile even was found it to be something pretty exciting. 
The very first Batman story was in 1939, and right from the get-go, Batman needed to get from place to place in this city. Does it come in black? I was probably four or five when I first saw the Batmobile on that TV show. And I remember at some point he got a die-cast of a toy of it and it had the jet burner on the back with sort of orange flames. When you see the Batmobile coming, he's here to go fight crime. I better get out of here. There is no Batman without the Batmobile. You are just an ordinary man in a cape. Batman had no superpowers. He could be killed. He must have a vehicle that will be an effective weapon. It's just the right sort of paint job and kind of gunmetal quality to it. He's trying to intimidate and frighten. Maybe it touches something primal in all of us. The Batmobile has weapons, cannons and machine guns. That's a badass car. We jumped it, we smashed it through everything I could think of. We drove it over the top of cars, through walls, down steps, up steps. What was it like to drive it? Uh, very noisy. You know, it's, it's like having Ozzy Osbourne screaming in your ear. I did drive it for a second. I, th I don't think they wanted me to drive it, giving my, my driving record. But I was used to like a Ford Fiesta, so, I, you know. I did things with the Batmobile maybe that shouldn't have been done. Bat shoots. These are real parachutes, the ones used for race cars. I'm coming down the 101 freeway, and I pop my bat shoots. Going the other way was a highway patrolman. named Batmobile transcends through all the Batmobiles. They sort of become one entity. The first time I saw it in real life, I remember just falling in love with it. The Batmobile's become the mythic kind of character in itself. It is our modern day mythology. The idea of power is inextricably linked with what the Batmobile has to be. I wish I had one of those. Sure, I'd love to drive it. If I had a Batmobile, I could do anything. Excuse me, sir. Yes. It's the Batphone. <laughs> to the Batballs. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. You're ready to move up. This is George Barris, king of the custom cars from North Hollywood, California. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google TamTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. How you doing this evening, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. This you, Batman thing has got me all fired up. It's got you all fired up. You know what? I, the, you know, I, I don't know why I... Actually, the guest that we have coming on a little bit later this afternoon and his little request of, because uh, I always ask the guests, for those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that I typically taper the show kind of towards the guest when I have a live guest on. And um, 
one of the things I always ask them is, you know, name me some, uh, you know, provide me with uh, your bio. And I say provide me with, let's say it's like names of some music and songs and bands that you like and then actors and movies and things of that nature. So one of the things on his little request list was or that he that he mentioned that he liked was was Batman. And of course, I'm a huge Batman fan. So therefore, I played a little clip about uh, the Batmobile since this is a car show. And I also played a little clip there, that little segment from uh the 1966-67 TV series, Batman, that I used to watch when I was a little kid. Was that the one with Adam West? That's the one with Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah, the original oh. Batman, or TV version of Batman and uh, Robin, which was a cool show. I'm not even old enough to know that, am I? Uh, well, let's see. When were you born? Were you born in the 70s or 60s? No. You weren't around in yet? In the 60s, really? Yeah. Did I look that old? No, but I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, look. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a very good judge of character when it comes to age. <laughs> I mean, were you born in the 60s? I was born in the 50s, late right, 50s. Well, so I got you. Oh, I, the late 50s. Do I look four years younger than you? No, no, no. Well, 60s, so... Well, I, <laughs> any rate, uh, <laughs> let's see. Run your computers and Google. Did I say that? TedTalk1340.com. You can see us live in the studio. But be sure to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to, uh, if you've missed any of our past shows and you're on our website, which is GolfStreamMotorsports.com, you can visit our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget we have a Facebook page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We also have a Facebook page for GolfStream Motorsports. And I continuously, is that the right word? No. Consistently, I've been loading up pictures up there. Because typically what I do is I drive around a lot. And I'm in and out of shops, and I always see some cool stuff. So what I try to do is just uh, feature those on my, my Facebook page. On Nostalgic Radio and Cars, it usually pertains to some of the major shows, major events that I go to, and also anything that's kind of radio show related. On Gulfstream Motorsports, since I buy and sell cars, and I do appraisals and PPIs and stuff like that, which is pre-purchase inspections, diminished values, I usually feature some of that stuff. So there'll be some old cars. Might have been something I found in the garage, a barn find. Like I think I ran, ran across a guy that had a Shelby that I knew about. Uh, some vintage Porsches, maybe something sitting in the guy's carport, you know, like an old Chevrolet or an old Ford or an old Pontiac or, or something interesting like that. So just to let you guys know that, you know, in my travels, I do run across this stuff. And if you're out there looking for something, you know, if you guys want to take the initiative to drive around a little bit and look and, you know, on weekends, which now I'm giving away a trade secret on weekends, you know, a lot of times people are home and they got their garage doors open. And that's generally when you find stuff, which is generally when I do, they've got tons of stuff piled on a car that's probably been sitting in their garage for the last 20 or 30 years so and and you know what's interesting is most of the time I, I, I a lot of times i go garage sailing okay i like to go is that the right word yeah garage sailing not that i'm sailing i'm just kind of go to a garage sales okay so i'm kind of like cruising up and down neighborhoods and i you know look around for stuff and then like on one particular instance there was one weekend when i was parking in front of a guy's house but i couldn't park in front of his house because there were so many cars at the garage sale, so I parked down the street. And as I was walking to the garage sale, I just happened to look in the guy's garage. The guy was sitting out front, and lo and behold, he's sitting in front of a 1965-66 Mustang convertible. So I said, heck, you know, and I told the guy, I said, you know, I was going to go to the garage sale, but, you know, that Mustang looks a lot more interesting. Do you mind if I talk to you a little bit about it? And uh, we since then became friends. And here's a car that this gentleman bought, and he's owned since new. 1965, the original owner, bought new here in St. Petersburg at Grand Ford. For those of you that can remember Grand Ford back in the day. You know, it used to be that you had family-run businesses. I mean, there's a few of them out there, Walker Ford, Demet, and a few places like that. But most of them are corporate. And they just don't have the, uh, let's just say, the legacy, so to speak, you know. Because, like, Grand Ford's been around for a long time. They've got some cool stories. They've got some cool cars that they've had and owned and sold over the years. Demet Chevrolet, obviously, they've had been around for a while. They've got some cool cars. Well, back in the day, Grand Ford did, too. And... They're in St. Pete. They're on, uh, on on Central Avenue, or no, there was 34th Street, which was basically US 19, 
And uh, they used to sponsor a, a, a 65 Mustang drag car. They used to race around here at uh, East Bay and Sunshine and uh, Golden Triangle. After, and then, of course, subsequently it became uh, Twin City. And, and around, it was a 65 Mustang, and I believe it was blue, and I can't remember. It was something, something horse. Now, if anybody happens to know anything about that car, the last time I saw the car was in the late 80s. It was here in Clearwater, and it was in a guy's backyard. And I believe it was light blue, and it had Grand Ford written on the back and something else. And I think it was a 289 Hypo car. I do not know what happened to that car. and uh, But I'd be curious to know, because since vintage cars and old race cars are kind of a uh, the hot thing to look for right now. Anything that's nostalgic, because obviously nostalgia's in. But um, anyway, hey, let me give you guys a little bit of an update of some of the stuff that's going to be taking place here in the next uh, month. Of course, the end of the month here, one of my favorite events, is the Clearwater Superboat National Championship right here in our, yes, very own backyard right down here at the bottom of the hill in Clearwater. And uh, it's September 26th, 28th, through September 26th through the 28th. Okay, that's a lot of fun. Friday nights, Blast Friday. Got some cool music, got the band, got the parade, uh, wine, song, music, all kinds of cool stuff. Okay, so that should be a lot of fun. Plus, there'll be some really neat race boats on display. So you got to check that out. Saturday, um, they call it the pits, which I guess by boat standards it would be pits. So the boats, and they got a beautiful marina down there. It's really, really nice. There's plenty of parking. It's a great place to bring your kids out. Um, Frank Chavez is going to be out there with all his, uh, with his Baystar restaurants. And they'll have food there for everybody and drinks, so there'll be no problem. And then you can watch the guys working on their boats. They'll be loading the boats at the um, at some of the boat ramp, dropping them in the water, and then they're going to go out doing testing on Saturday. So they'll be probably docking there, hanging out for a little bit, and then they'll go out for a test run and then come right back. So they're getting the boats all dialed in for Sunday's race. The race, obviously, is Sunday, and there's two heats. There's the lower class of smaller boats, and then there's the, the, the bad boys come out in the afternoon. Usually the way it runs is like between... 11 and 12 is when the, the, the smaller class runs out there. Then there's an hour break, and basically the boats have to come back in. And then at 1 o'clock or so, 1 to 2, then the, the, the bad boys go out there. And believe me, if you can get out on the pier, okay, you've got some spectacular footage that you can gather if you're a photographer. And also, even if you're standing on the beach. I mean, the, the neat thing about this race is it's an oval race. And if you go out, if you, if you, if you don't have access to a boat, and I got to tell you, the boats. Now, the Clearwater Beach is two and a half miles long, if I remember correctly. So it'll, the the race starts like right around where the pier is, and it goes north to Carlowell. But last time, I forget how many thousands of boats were out there. I mean, the 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 it it was like a mile and a half long of just nothing but boats out there in the water watching the race, obviously. And then if you're on the shoreline. There's not a bad seat in the house. You can truly see everything that's going on. So you definitely want to check out the Clearwater Superboat National Championship. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, there's going to be a number of little small little car shows, I think, this month. Not a lot, but in October is when it really kicks off. So the first big one that we're going to go to is the Lake Mirror Classic in Lakeland. And that is a concourse, okay? Then uh, the next big show will be the Winter Park Concourse, which I think is a couple weeks later. That's November 14th through the 16th. And then, of course, the event that I always promote and work with and my good friends at Festivals of Speed, that's December 5th and the 7th. Those are the four major car events that are going to be taking place here. Now, if you if you have the ability to go out of state in November is SEMA. And you always hear me talking about SEMA. There's four events you want to go to each year if you can. And you got to put them on your wish list or your bucket list, as they say. 
And you know what? Do we have a kick the bucket uh, sound effect, Chris? Uh, we can get one. Do we, can we? Can we just get one? Because you know what? We forgot. We've been sleeping here. I forgot about the sound effects. Kick the bucket. Kick the buckets. I know we have the breaking glass, but we didn't. Have, and we got my bell, which is right here, right? Okay. <laughs> you and love uh, that bell. I dinner love the bell. bell. My dinner bell. Yeah. You know, speaking, of, it's almost chow time. And uh, but we need to kick the bucket. All right. I'll fact, see if I can get you to kick the bucket. Uh, yeah. Find me a kick the bucket just for giggles. I need to kick the bucket, and then uh, we'll play that. <laughs> They don't want to pay $75 for tires. So they hear they're only $49.95. Then you got to buy all them extras. Like, do you want them on the car? <laughs> no, I'll just eat them here. Is this a paying customer? You want them balanced? What are you going to say? Hell no, I like to go down the road, have them go, bam, 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 bam. And that's what we're talking about tonight, because one little slip, you're out. <laughs> well, there you go with a little uh, sound effects and humor. That's good. You're messing with my voice, aren't you? Very good. We're on cue tonight. But anyway, so SEMA is uh, November 4th through the 7th. And SEMA is just, just a really, really cool show. And then obviously in January, you've got Scottsdale. Uh, week, which is like the four, five, six auctions that they got going on there, plus the car shows. Just, 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 just eat, sleep, and drink cars. I mean, and you can't get your fill. And then the following week after that, you got Meekums right here in Kissimmee, and then he's got another seven or eight days of cars. So, like the last year when I was out there, or earlier this year, in the two week span that I went to uh, Scottsdale Car Week and Meekums Auction, I probably visually saw, didn't crawl all over him, but visually saw, or I was exposed to, over 8,000 cars, maybe 9,000 cars. I mean, because Meekum had 3,000, and then you figure all the cars that are at the Audley auctions in Scottsdale, that's another four, three or 4,000. 
plus the thousand or so that are at the car shows on and off. I mean, that's a lot of cars. Okay. Then in March, we have uh, uh, Amelia Island. Great show. Uh, big uh, shout out to our friend up there, Bill Warner, who does an excellent job. And uh, let's see what we got going on. Yeah, we got the four auctions. We have uh, um, uh, Gooding's going to be up there. Our good friends, uh, Mike Flynn and them, with his family and team up there at Hollywood Car Auctions. Then we've got Bonhams, which is going to be there. And then, of course, RM. And, uh, and then the other event that I always talk about, and I just came back from a couple weeks ago, which is Monterey. And that is probably the, the epitome of car events for any car guy on the planet because nothing, nothing comes close to Monterey. It's, the whole, it's, it's a true experience of the whole California car culture right there in the Bay Area. It's kind of neat. I mean, you get the Northern Cal guys and the Southern Cal guys, and they all merge together. And it's just it's, it's, it's great. It's nonstop cars. Those of you that are car guys, which my listeners are, any rate, hey, I think we got uh, we got something spinning around on the queue, on the uh, turn 'em up table out there. That's some nice old the nostalgic. The turn 'em up table. The turn 'em up table, yeah. <laughs> but the turntable. Well, wait a minute, that would be before your time too, because you're a CD kind of guy, CD cassette. You don't I even know remember. what a turntable is. I got two turntables and a microphone, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, do you remember where it's a- at? How about eight tracks? Did you have eight tracks? I remember? did not. I, so you asked earlier. I was born in 1980. Really? I do not have. I think. Oh man. I think eight tracks were gone in like what the mid seventies, early seventies. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I got toys older than you. That's weird. Toys and cars and bicycles. I can I can appreciate you having cars older than me, but toys. Toys. Yes, yeah, like, I had when like I was in the rubber kid. duckies. Like what? No, no, what, not what rubber duckies. No, no, no. Toy cars, like diecast cars. Oh, like somewhere, right. somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if I have the original Batmobile, but I do know which was made by Dinky or Corgi back in the day. Because we all we had one forty third scale car, so we either had Dinky toys or we had Corgi toys or Poly toys or something like that. So somewhere I had, and I had them at one point in time. But you know, when you move around a little bit, things kind of tend to get lost. But I had the obviously the Batmobile. And the Bat Cycle, which they made both. And I had the, uh, what else I Oh, yeah, Goldfinger Car. I had that. And let's see what other big movie was big back in the day there. A number of them. My brain just went blank. See, that, now this is the thing you don't have to worry about. You, you've heard of the term brain fade or when your brain just kind of like beep goes blank. This brain is what fart? Hap- well, brain fart, yeah. Okay, that, uh, this is what happens when you get older. You've, like, you be in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden, boop, your brain flatlines. And you go, what was I thinking? And, you know, the good thing is, though, is that I'm not the only one that does it, so I don't feel so bad. But for you, because you're a youngin'. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. (laughs) (laughs) You have no excuse. I do. (laughs) Go! All right, so what do we got on the turntable there? Oh, we got a little ACDC. Yeah, hey, ACDC, this is Ride On, right? This is Ride On. This is the first CD that I ever owned. Is it really? was ACDC, The Razor's Edge. No kidding. Yeah. Well, Brian Johnson, who's a huge car guy, lives in Sarasota. And, of course, one of these days we might get get lucky and we might get him on a show. Hey, stick around, guys. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We've got a great guest coming up for you this evening. He's a star of a new TV show on Discovery, so don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey, this is Lou Santiago of Car Fixing, GarageInsiderTV.com. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show.
John, just beautiful. Huh? I was losing, Dan. He had me, man. He was pulling away from me just before he crashed. You're crazy. You saw it? No, you creamed him from right off the line. The guy never had a chance. Toad, the man had me. He was beating me. John, I don't know what you're talking about. It was the most beautiful thing I ever seen. That guy, he might as well go, he can get a wheelchair and roll himself home. This is Dennis Gage from the TV show My Classic Car, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. Thank you, Dennis. Yes, you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Now, the guy we got coming on tonight, cool dude. He's got a shop down in Palmetto. This is what's really cool about this thing. It's in our own backyard. It's called Slick's Garage. But you know what's even better? Now, Slick has his own TV show on the Discovery Channel, and it's called Highway to Sell. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Slick from Slick's Garage and Highway to Sell. Slick, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. Wow, this is fantastic. Finally, a TV show on national TV, Discovery, in our own backyard on the west coast of Florida. Slick, tell us about the show. Oh, well, it's a, it was a great show that we've... Uh, Dennis actually came to me with the idea and uh, said, you know, why don't we do a car, you know, basically team up with owners of the cars that they have sitting in their backyards, which is just about every town in every part of America, where somebody's going to fix it one day. It's one of them deals where it's, they run out of time, money, or health. You know, it's just, it's inevitable. You're going to run out of one of the three or all three at one time. And so we team up with the owners and we bring the cars to our shop and we take and we build it up, take it to the auction. Um, we team up with them and we give them a percentage. 
So they know, uh, we basically try to get them down to earth and say, this is what the car is worth at this moment in time. And we'll guarantee them that much money once we agree on what that price will be. So they won't lose any money regardlessly. And then we take it to the auction, and when it sells, they either can take a percentage of the number above. If the car goes above that percent of the number of what we agree the car is worth, if it brings more than eight grand and we think the car is worth eight grand, they can take a percentage of that. Or they can take and buy their car back, and they'll have that much money involved, basically like a sweat equity scenario, where they have so much money tied up in the car that they can say they can knock off the bill. And then, um, you know, they can buy their baby back. So it's, as they put it, cash versus classics. You know, are you going to let your baby go, or are you going to take and uh, take the money and run? Well, now, tell us, give us a little background on you. Now, um, you mentioned Dennis. So for the listeners uh, that don't know, it's Dennis, it's Pitsenbarger, right? That's Dennis's last name? Yeah, Dennis Pitsenbarger. Okay, and he's been around. He's been on TV, a number of shows. He's been on radio. So Dennis is a cool guy. So he's kind of like your partner in crime, so to speak, on the on the TV show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a character. We, we definitely come off like a couple, I think. <laughs> couple. Well, Slick, give us a little background on you, on yourself. Tell us where you're from and how you got uh, bit by the car bug. Um. I've been in the car business my whole life. My father uh, had a car lot, and um, and it was just you know used cars for a long time. And then we got into classic cars, and I just never got out of it. I lived in Texas at the time. I've been kind of all over, born in Galveston, and I've uh, been all over Texas, and just never got out of it, man. I mean, you know, the car, you just see these people come up, and we had a used classic car lot, and people come up, and they just tell you all these stories. Oh, I used to outrun the cops. I had straight pipes. I had this. I had that. And you see their faces light up, and I'm like, man, I want to be part of that. You know what I mean? It's just there's nothing. They're just the happiest you ever see some people, you know, is when they start talking about their, their memories of their first hot rods and stuff. So I'm like, you know, I just want to be part of that, and it just never got out of my system. So I've accumulated i think uh i had 300 cars at one time in texas on 22 acres and um just for future builds i'm guessing i guess i should have been the guy on deal on the highway to sell show because i had <laughs> cars that need to be built um but it was uh you know i went through a divorce moved here to florida i fell in love with a woman that lived here and uh my lovely wife jane mrs slick and uh we opened up shop here yeah, I shut down my shop in, in Texas and uh, moved here, and honestly, the grass is really greener, man. It's it's a just a bitch state, man. There's nothing like it. Well, now, let me ask you this, because uh, I'm from out west, and a number of our guests have been from out west, have been on the show, and in all honesty, I mean, we got some pretty cool cars. we got a lot of cars here, but... I mean, coming from out west, it's kind of like we're spoiled, because we don't have rusty cars. You come into Florida... And the cars here, unfortunately, have basically steel cancer. So, what's your thoughts on that? And 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 now you're you're you actually work on the cars and build the cars and fabricate the cars yourself. So you got a firsthand experience here a little bit. So tell us, share with us your uh, your uh, your thoughts on that a bit. Well, I mean, if it's not an orphan car, you know, uh, you know, basically the cars that you know a lot of people overlook, you know, like Studebakers and Packers and everything else. Almost every piece of sheet metal is readily available. I mean, unless it's just a really rare car. Um, so if, if it's got rust, you know, so be it. I mean, I'd rather have a car. I'd rather get a car in, in crap condition and know what I'm starting with versus, you know, buying a car that's already done because, one, normally I normally don't have all that money at one time. <laughs> Two is is that you just never know if it's a Bondo mobile or anything. I mean, you never know the history of it. So personally, I like having a rusty car to start with because I, I know I'm going to put all new metal in it. It'll be a brand-new car. 
and it'll be something I can depend on. The structure integrity is there, and and I can back it up. You know, I feel good about it. You know, and it'd be nice to get some you know rust-free cars like from Arizona and, and and out west and or you know Las Vegas, all that area out there. There's a ton of cars out there that are really solid cars, but by the time you pay for shipping and everything else, it's just as cheap as to buy metal. I gotcha. Okay, just that's. I mean, there's two schools of thought on that. Now, tell us a little bit about your shop, Slicks Garage. You're in Palm Meadow, Florida, and then also tell us about the fact that you guys used to do. And I never made it to one, but I always wanted to. But you used you used to do a first Friday show. So tell us a little bit about what's going on down there in your neck of the woods. Well, we used to have a. Uh, we did it for the last four years, and we did a uh, first Fridays on fifth. And uh, we had basically a car show that was just like a block party. We shut down two streets, and we basically took over part of the town and just had like this big, you know, block party like back in the day. And uh, just the bitchiness rides. I mean, we had everything. We had cars that were just making magazines, and it was really a great show. And we always had live bands, you know, usually a minimum of one, sometimes two, live DJ, pinup girls, burnout contests, flamethrowing contests, you know, everything that you want to see at a show. And uh, it was a great get-together, and it was all for charity, you know. So we did uh, American Relay for Life, Rides Against Breast Cancer, uh, Toys for Tots, Palmetto Youth Center, you know, every fire department, you name it, we supported it. And uh, all the money went to all the proceeds that, you know, all the proceeds went to the charities. We never made money off the show. It was just strictly to, you know, basically have a good time and hang out with a bunch of cool car guys. And uh, we quit doing it only because the show is kind of taking precedence over it, you know, with the TV series. So it's it's hard because they come to see the progress of the cars in the shop, and and we couldn't let them in because we're filming. And then I couldn't break free to go talk to them. So I'm like, you know, it's like going to somebody's birthday party and not getting to go in the house. You know, what I mean, it's like, you know, it, they couldn't see me and they couldn't see the shop. So it just got to the point where I felt like I wasn't doing justice to the show, so we shut it down temporarily. But. We're talking about opening up at the River House Reef and Grill right down like two blocks from us, right on the water. Super. Now, tell us a little bit about the show. From how did the show come to fruition? What was the how did the original concept? How did you and Dennis meet a little bit? And so, from from the time you first said, "Hey, how you doing? Let's talk about cars," to to the first episode. Um, I met Dennis at a car show at Vegas. Okay. And uh, we hung out there, and we actually have the same tattoos. I mean, he's got pistons and flames and spark plugs and everything I got on my arms, and his arms are just way bigger. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, dude, that's that's really cool. I mean, you know, we had a lot in common, and basically we just kept missing each other. I mean, we were at the same shows, and, and we knew the same people. We just never actually connected. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently it stuck in his head, and I went back home to, you know, to Florida and went to work again, and... A couple of months later, he calls me. He goes, "Man, you're you're not going to believe this. I got this crazy idea, and I just want you to hear me out and tell me what you think about it." And he's like, "I want to take and go to these guys' to houses and and partner with them on these cars, get them back on the road where they belong." And I'm like, "Going, I'm sold." He's like, "Well, no, let me finish." I'm going, "There's nothing else to say." I'm like, "This is why I was put on this earth is to put as many old cars back on the road as possible." I mean, it's that's why I'm here. And he says, "Well, then I'm coming your way." And I'm like, "Let's go." So he literally packed up his truck. Put some tools in it. You know, he's a body guy and paint guy. <laughs> Put a bunch of you know air tools and stuff in it. Called Astro, three thousand miles to get over here, and uh, we went straight to work. Literally, I mean, it was like he got out the truck and it's like I got a car I want to go look at, like right now. And it, it was literally like I didn't even give him a break. So it was uh, it's it's kind of crazy, you know, because you you get involved with the cars, you know, and you get to hear the sto- you know the, the stories behind it. We have a lot of you know like guys like we did the Mustang on the last month last Monday's show last night. And it was, um, the guy was just like, you know, it was his dad's car that, you know, that his dad and him had had together. He donated a kidney 
to the guy that his dad, his son did, and to keep his dad alive long enough for them to build a Mustang together. Well, then his dad dies, and it's like either he takes the money he has to buy out his brothers, buy out his brothers and sisters to buy the Mustang that his dad and him built, or he has to put the money down in a house with a brand new baby. And of course, he had to choose the house. So he's like heartbroken. He lost the Mustang that him and his dad built. So he bought another one to do a tribute car. And, you know, he just, it sat for 10 years, you know, I mean, and it's that 20 years before that. So it was like this time capsule. And I was like, man, why would I want, not want to be part of that? You know, I mean, who doesn't want to be part of something like that? I mean, if, it's just, it's an emotional ride, you know, and you kind of make them your family and, and you get to build some bitching cars. And it's, there's just nothing like it, man. I mean, if I won the lottery, I'd do this for free. You know, what's really cool is because you helped the guy accomplish and fulfill a dream. So that was kind of neat, too, because I saw that episode last night with the white Mustang. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to agree with Dennis. I, I'm glad you didn't paint that car green, even though I like green. But, you know, that's a 68 Mustang, you know, <laughs> a bullet car. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, but a, lot it, people were, a lot of people were like going, oh, man, I would have done this. I would have done that. And I'm going, and that's the beauty about cars, man. Everybody's got an opinion, you know, mm-hmm. and, and nobody's wrong. You know, it's just... You know, buy one and do it, you know. <laughs> well, now tell us about your shop. you got a pretty good team down there, and you do do restorations and reconditioning and paint jobs and things of that nature, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the great thing. I mean, that's, I, I know there's a lot of shows out there that, are, you know, are, you know, no names, of course, you know, that aren't, you know, really on the up and up, and they, you know, they pull some punches, and, you know, there's a lot of scripted fake stuff. Um, I can go- honestly say that this is a real shop. I was in business way before this TV series, and uh, we do full restorations, and we do customizing, and, and it's all classics and customs um, and hot rods and, and very few. Uh, we do a few race cars here and there, and, and we'll do, like, the odd Ferrari or something like that now and then. But um, I'm a 50s guy at heart. I like 50s and back. Um, I love muscle cars, too. Uh, just, you know, I've had so many of them. I kind of got burned out for a while, so... Uh, we're a real shop. The crew, I've got, I mean, some of the best guys, literally, I've ever been blessed to be working beside. I mean, it's just nuts. I mean, we have, you know, Raleigh and Dave and T-Bone and Vinny and, you know, we have a deaf girl that works for us. Um, and, I mean, she's an amazing body girl. I mean, she does amazing body work. Um, it's just a eclectic mix, but they all know that, you know, the car has to get done. They want to see the car back on the road. It's not about the money. It's about the, you know, the, the experience and, and, and the hobby. And so, I mean, they put out some amazing work, and, and we do it in time flat. I mean, these these cars on these shows, you know, where they go, you know, we, yeah, we knocked it out in a week, and it took 40 people. We can do it in a week, and it takes 13, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's the work I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody. There's nobody that's going to say that we put out crap work because these cars are really cool cars. Now, the one thing I liked about your show is, like, the first weekend I saw it, you did the uh, 66 Barracuda, the Plymouth, and then you did the uh, Camaro, 67, 68 Camaro, and then, of course, last night you had the Bird and you had the Mustang, and you weren't really off base. I mean, those of us that don't have a ton of money and, you know, we're all mortified because as soon as you walk in a restoration shop, they say, right away, they say $50,000, you know. And you and I both know it doesn't cost fifty grand to do that unless you milk yeah. the job. So what I, what I liked about your show, which was kind of really honest and sincere, is you said, look, we can make a really, really nice car, and it's not going to cost you fifty grand. I mean, it may not be totally restored, but it's going to be nicely reconditioned and nicely presentable and a very nice driver. So elaborate on that a little bit. Well, I think that that's the thing is, I mean, they should be drivers. I mean, you know, the people that take in, there's a place, there is a, there's a car and a place for everyone that wants to take and have this show quality car that they just trailer around and, and it's a, you know, it's got 50 miles on it, you know, it says brand new or whatever, you know, some like rare piece of history. That's fine. 
But the real deal is when you get a car out there and you drive the out of it. You drive it, drive it. And I think that's really the ones that we like to build is the cars that people aren't going to be afraid to go out and do donuts. And they're nice cars. I mean, they're you can show the cars we build easily. I mean, they're they're nice, nice cars. I mean, most of them are frame offs. Um, but it's not so meticulous where every bolt head lines up a certain way in, in like a 19 Chevy where it's um, the, from the factory in the California plant. There was a little bit of overspray on the frame and it's date coded 1957, you know, spark plug wires. I'm not the guy for that. I can do it. I choose not to because I think that it's, it's just such a labor of love that, you know, very few people are going to see it because chances are you're not going to drive it. And that's not one of these the cars are meant to be driven. Absolutely. And have a lot of fun. Now, when you guys find look for cars to kind of fit the bill, the profile of what you're trying to do and with the storyline, is it not so much the car or is it and and the family and the the situation, the story behind it, or is it the combination of the both or what what get what starts the whole process, so to speak? Um, actually, Dennis goes out and he goes and he he hears the storyline and um Dennis is like a big kid sometimes. Uh, <laughs> he will uh, he'll fall in love because it's a muscle car, and and he he's he's gotten a little too attached to some of them, and then some of it's the heartline of the story. I, I honestly say they go hand in hand because okay. um, you know you we've done cars that you know like uh, Vitas with the '66 must '66 uh, Scuda. Um, that guy was like just a riot, you know. And the stories he told, like you know, he found one in a and he bought from a police auction way back in the day, back in the late '60s, early '70s. And uh, he got it from the police auction, and they go to drive it across country, and he's going through the ashtray, and there's like a, a couple of in there, and then all of a sudden he goes through the glove box, and there's like a couple of or something, and he's like going, it was the best trip he ever had, and he's talking about all these things that happened in, all, in this car, and, and, and it just it was like this emotional roller coaster that he was on when he was talking about it and you can't help but fall in love i mean you visualize you romanticize the whole thing and you you kind of like put yourself in his shoes and and those are the cars i like to build because it's not just you know like people come up and they go you know before the show they'd say you know here's 20 grand i want you to build me a car and i'm going okay what do you want well i don't know just build me something i'm like you're at the wrong shop i'm like there has to be heart in whatever it is that i'm doing because otherwise i'm not interested and so the fact that, you know, uh, Discovery lets us be those people, you know, that we can actually be ourselves, and it shows us actually dirty working on cars and everything, it's just the, the greatest thing in the world. So, you know, to take and find the, the perfect storyline and to find the perfect car can be a challenge, but apparently, you know, I mean, you know, it's not that hard. We've we've had a ton of customers, you know, come in and, and uh, you know, try to bang on the door and say, we want you to do our cars, and we go and look at them, and we check, you know, make sure that they're realistic. I mean, we found the perfect car. One, one of them, I'm not going to say the name of the car or the person, but it was the perfect car to build on the show, and the um, the guy had an amazing story behind it, but he was so unrealistic like some guys are. Well, no, the car's worth this much money. I'm going, you're out of your rabbit, you know, your mind you know there's just no way i'm like going you know not even done you know we asked you i'm bringing this much on the internet i'm going once again done you know you're calling yeah. nowhere near done you know so people kind of get this um you know false feeling you know are they watching you know, the big auctions houses and stuff and they think their car's worth all this money so you know there's a lot of people out there holding on to, to pipe dreams you know unfortunately so it's our job to make them a little more realistic show them the reality um, just because it's on, you know, eBay or something like that, it, it says, you know, they want this much money doesn't mean it's going to sell for that. You know, you look at the the real prices that cars are selling at, and that's what we kind of base it on. And 
the team knows that. You know, we have to come in at a budget. We don't cut, cut, cut corners on any kind of structure integrity or anything like that. The car has to be, you know, something I wouldn't be scared to put my grandmother in and say, yeah, hop in it, go for a ride, and, and not worry about her. I mean, that's that's what a car is supposed to do, you know. So when we build these cars, you know, and we team up with these guys, um, and girls, by the way, we've actually had a couple, you know, women on the show. Um, you'll see that in the upcoming episodes. Um, it's just, it's, it's nice to know that when they show up, I guess the most moving thing, you know, and I've watched John Overhaul and, and everyone else has, I'm sure, you know, and they, they come in and they're just, they're bamboozled. They don't know what to say. You know, they're just floored, you know, they're just, and you know, they start crying and the whole team starts crying. Honestly, that's real world scenario, man. When they come in and they see their car and all its glory and what it was supposed to be from the get go, and it, it's back on the road again, and they come in and they start tearing up. I mean, you know, the whole crew starts falling, you know, because, <laughs> you know, you fall in love with the whole, with them and the story and the car, and it, it's, it's, it's just a great show, I think, because it's no scripted drama. I turned down three other shows that approached me, and um, and it was all, you know, fight ensues, and, you know, and so-and-so goes out there, and, you know, and they get in an argument, and I'm going, man, that's not what the hobby's about, you know? That's not what car building's about, you know? I mean, there's a, you know, you want to watch that channel, that's, that's, a, that's for that other kind of channel. I want to do real cars, real-world scenario with real people, and uh, honestly, it's, it's a real show and it's a real shop and it's real cars being built by real guys. Well, you know, too, which is really, and you, and you touched on this a second ago, the stories are endless about, and, and I'm in that category. You know, we've had cars 20, 30 years. You just didn't have the money to finish the car. You don't want to let go of the car. And here's someone like you comes along and kind of makes it almost possible that helps us or helps a, an owner of a car that he's had for a long time and fulfill that dream. And uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty neat. That's uh, that's rewarding on your part too, you know. And 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 that's and and that's the true story. And that's really how it is. And I would say that's a big percentage of the car owners out there, wouldn't you? Oh God, yeah. I mean, and that's that's what's amazing about it is we're we're touching so many you know hearts and so many minds right now with what we're doing on this show because it's it's. It is America. I mean, go through any town, you're going to find a car sitting in somebody's garage, sitting on blocks, you know, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to get to a one-day thing, you know, and then you go bump. I mean, I know you're a car guy. I mean, honestly, you know this. Go up to someone's house, and here's a 63 split window sitting in the ground, (laughs) you know, basically, and you're going, i got to have that car, and you go knock on the door, and here comes this old man to the door, and... You know, he's got arthritis, he's got cataracts, you know, and and he's like, you know, I'm going to fix it one day, and I'm like, no. It's not happening. You know, I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, you know, you're going to at some point have to get realistic about this or you're going to die and your kids are going to take it and not know what it's worth and scrap it or whatever, you know. And it's it's you have to get a hold of these people and, and make them realistic. And hopefully this show is going to make that happen where they really see that, you know, it's now or never. I mean, these cars, they don't make them anymore. You know, you know, it's it's our duty to put them back on the road. I mean, it's our history. It's the reason why new Mustangs look like the old Mustangs and Challengers look like the old Challengers. It's it was a, a moment in time when anything was possible. When you look at the '60s and back, you know, we're going to the moon and we got color TVs and space exploration and the jet forward styling of cars. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was you know, it was just a better time, a better place. You know, there wasn't so much you know animosity and you know, it was just it was all about you know having a bitching car. And having a hot girl and and going to you know listen to music and and you know cut up you know I mean it was in street racing you know I mean and that's oh that's yeah our, street that's racing our history man I mean I'm I'm a huge street racer man I mean, <laughs> you know, a huge I don't I I go to the track every now and then just to know exactly how fast I'm really going but really nothing beats you know, street racing does it 
oh man, you go on a four lane road, you know, do it right. Don't go through town and act like a fool. You know, go out on a four lane road in the middle of the night, you know, when there's no traffic, you know, and I can just get on it and go and, you know, see what the car really do. I mean, that's, that's the thing you can do to a car nowadays is really just go out on the old cars. You got to go out and blow them out now and then. You can't just put around town, you know, and go to car shows. You got to get out there and drive it. Yeah. Well, Tulane Blacktop style, right? Oh, God. I mean, that's <laughs> one of my first movies was Tulane Blacktop. And I honestly, Tulane Blacktop, American Graffiti, World's Fastest Indian, and Tucker are my favorite movies. In fact, that's part of the stipulation for anyone that wants to work in my shop. They have to watch those movies. They that's... have to either watch them or watch them because it's like you're not a real car guy if you don't know those movies. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, Slick, let me ask you this. Are you into bikes, too, since you mentioned uh, the World's Fastest Indian? I am, actually. Uh, I teamed up with Ed Tooley on a couple things. Uh, he's one of the top built bike builders in the world. He beat out just about every bike builder you can think of. Jesse James, Orange County Choppers, Paul Yaffe, you name it, he's done it. Um, he's been in Facebook World Records, and he wants to build a bike with me right now, actually. Uh, a track bike is what he calls it, and it was... Uh, he actually has one of Dracula's coins. Dracula, which was Vlad the Impaler, he has he minted 500 coins, the family did, and uh, has you know, Dracula on the back, Vlad, and uh, somebody had sold him this coin, and he wants to put it in this bike and make a, basically like a, a theme bike, and I'm like, oh, and dude, I'm all about that, man. Anything that's got like some history and some, you know, heart behind it, let's do it, you know, so it's got a turbo uh, S&S motor on that thing, and it's it's just evil. <laughs> it's evil. So uh, I, I mess with anything, man, with wheels, buddy. I mean, we we rode the a guy, the customer of ours, had the world's fastest lawnmower, and I took that thing out and beat the daylights <laughs> out of it. It runs uh, 115, 120 miles an hour, something like that. Um, yeah, the tires get about the size of dimes on it whenever you're getting up about 80. It, it gets a little sketchy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, you know, how can you not love it? I mean, you know, you start with matchbox cars, you know, and then it's models, and then it's go-karts, and then it's, you know, it's cars. I mean, you know, you just, you can't, you know, it's it's a progression, you know, and it's our duty to make sure that, you know, this hobby doesn't die because, honestly, you know, we're a dying breed, I think, you know, and it's there's very few kids out there that are really, really getting into it, you know, and I think that uh, it's a big fallacy out there where people think that you got to have 50, you know, $100,000 to buy a classic car and that there's a lot of work and upkeep and you know, it's just BS. I mean, so, I mean, hopefully this show is going to, you know, showcase that and make people a little more realistic instead of dropping 30, 40 grand on a new Chevy pickup. Go out and buy, you know, a 47 to 55 Chevy pickup, you know, or a big back window or something, you know, and for 20 grand and drive the heck out of it. It's not going to go down in value. It's going to be cool as hell at a stoplight. You know, who do you think they're looking at? You're looking at that? Are you looking at the Porsche next to you? Are they looking at, you know, the Honda Accord? They're looking at your, you know, Absolutely. your truck. I mean, that's, it's what it's about, man, and it, and it makes everybody smile. I mean, it's just a, it's a great feeling. You know, I don't care how bad a day you have, you get in an old car and you go for a cruise and you're on cloud nine. You betcha. Hey, Slick, we're just about out of time. Why don't you go ahead and plug the TV show one more time and your garage, your business down there? Sure. Uh, this is Slick with Slick's Garage, and you make sure you watch Highway to Sell Monday nights, 10 p.m. on Discovery, and uh, hopefully you'll like the show because it's real car guys doing real car stuff. And you're doing it affordable, too, which is the best part about it. You're making it, you put it in realistic terms for the guys. Yeah, we really are, man. We're teaming up and making sure that they know it is, you know, you just have to get down to the heart of the matter and say, this car needs to get back on the road. 
Well, super. Well, Slick, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes of hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I wish you the best of luck on your new TV show, and I'm really thrilled that it's here in Florida, and you're doing a fine job on it, and it's a realistic show, which is something that everybody can identify with. Hopefully, you'll be bringing those uh, street parties back, and are you going to be doing much customer work now, or what's gonna, how's that going to affect your business? I think we got... 20 seconds left. <laughs> I got a 12,000 square foot shop that we do the filming in. I got a 22,000 square foot shop behind me we're going to grow into. So we're going to start doing, we'll keep doing customer cars in the back. But anytime you need me for your show, you please let me know. I love what you do and I'm a big supporter. Super, super, super. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and check out our show every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Don't forget to tell your friends, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, right here, the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports and TV and music. Okay. Don't forget to check out our podcast nostalgic radio and cars in case you miss any of our past shows don't forget to check out our facebook page nostalgic radio and cars Gulfstream motorsports in the meantime everybody stay safe drive carefully love your family and don't forget highway to sell slicks garage discovery channel to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there will pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcasts me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. Listen.